More love for Robert Williams because he deserves a lot of it. Plus, how the Celtics are defending Curry. Is something wrong or is it going exactly right? And someone's calling Al Horford dirty? What the hell is that? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day, seven days a week through the NBA Finals. No rest for Celtics fans, no rest for me, no rest for anybody. We're all providing tons and tons of Celtics content. You want it, we're giving it to you, I'm giving it to you every single day of the week. Locked on Celtics free, available everywhere podcasts exist on your favorite app. Show is also on YouTube. That's why I'm staring into this camera right now, because the show is on YouTube and you can watch it there. We've crossed past 6,800 subscribers. Normally, I'm trying to get 500 per um, round, but this time I was asking for 1,000, so I'm trying to get to 7,500. This is the culmination of the 75th anniversary season, 7,500 subscriptions by the end of it. I'm John Corrales. By the way, I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I was one of the media voters for the Celtics 75th anniversary team. Today, we're going to give Robert Williams a whole lot more love because, man, did he have a great game. And the way the Celtics are defending Steph Curry, we're going to talk about that in the second segment because there's a little bit of a debate, or at least I'm going to start one, about how the Celtics are uh, defending Steph Curry. And I, I, I was asked the most ridiculous question in the world. Actually, not the, it's not the, the question itself. It's the notion that's being discussed out there that Al Horford did something dirty on the play with Steph Curry. We're doing that again with Al Horford. That's coming up later on in the third segment. And all of these topics will be discussed with my friend, Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA. On Twitter, Tom, how you feeling, my man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm, uh, you know, for the YouTube viewers, I'm all, uh, I'm all diced up here. Got yeah. to tell me anything because I got a haircut. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Nothing quite Shout like my boy Jay at Lamb Boys Barbershop in West Boylston. There's a little free plug. Oh, how about that? How about mm -hmm. that? You know, mm -hmm. I could use a free uh, barbershop plug, obviously. <laughs> uh, hey, look, I, I could probably use somebody to like. I got to make a decision on this. I got to make a decision on the beard. Um, it's grown into an entity unlike anything I've ever expected. Uh, was not anticipating growing it out this far. I've never grown it out this far. I kind of like it, but it's also too hot. So, Tom, yeah. two two problems I'm having with the beard. First, it's getting hot, and uh, it's just not conducive to you know letting the coolness through. Secondly, people are starting to call me Ted Cruz, and I don't like that. Oh, that's rough. That's, that's a tough. tough hit. Yeah. That's a tough hit. That's a real tough one. It, it's making me not only want to shave it, just rip the beard clean off my face, 
Um, so <laughs> that's that's a tough answer. Yeah, that's that's right. I'm gonna let you process that uh. for a second. That's brutal. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that I, I whenever my son uh, whenever my son hurts himself, uh, you know, you, you don't want to like make too big of a deal out of it, but you want to acknowledge that he's in pain. So you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> but Alice, also, how you hurt yourself is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an appropriate reaction. It's an appropriate reaction. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm deeply, uh, cut to my core. So <laughs> this thing has got to go. It's either that, or I got to do like a just for men. thing. I just got to change the look or I, I got to do something. Braid it. Can I braid it? Can I do something? Yes. <laughs> Tom, Tom immediately jumps on the worst possible option. <laughs> oh my God. Braid it. Yes, please. Do John, that. Do that. Do that. And then do it in time for the Celtics to win a championship so we can get you on NBA TV with a braided beard. Like just I could put like the uh the beads in it too to yeah. really hammer home the worst possible look I could come up with. And you can hear like the the beads like, like crackling like, against mm -hmm. each other in the and yeah. I'm like, all right, people riveting beard talk. Let's let's get past <laughs> that. Let's get to Robert Williams, who was just absolutely amazing and I think the healthiest he's looked in a while. And I think part of it might just be that he's he's a tiny bit healthier. It feels better. He said af after the team's practice Thursday at the Garden that the day after, it's the, the best it's felt in a while after a game. So that's really big news. Because, Tom, be honest with you, it was almost like a, a big setup. Here comes Rob. After that game two where he looked not great and looked like hurt, and I was getting questions from people about like, okay, how did the Celtics deal without Rob? Yep. So now it's, holy crap, he was awesome, and now there's only one day in between games. Please, 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 can he be okay and play? So I think it looks like he's going he's to be in the same boat, probable, and, and maybe we'll play. But when you look at the way he played – and I, I, if he does that again, I, I just don't see the Celtics losing. It's it is quite. I mean that that's the turnovers and Rob being healthy, right? Like those are the two big reasons the Celtics won that game. Like you know, I mean, obviously there's all the other factors too, right? Like like Tatum was great down the stretch and Jalen was great in the first quarter and all that stuff. But like those felt like the two swing factors because you know Rob comes back in at the end of that third quarter run by the Warriors. You know, toward toward the end of it. He immediately makes a difference. He immediately makes every shot around the rim more difficult. Um, he even made it more difficult for Steph in the pick and roll. Like he, you know, had had a forced you know a couple turnovers. He um, is a little bit better at jumping out at um, to Steph on those pick and rolls. Like the Horford, you know, for all the myriad good things he does on a basketball court, you know, he just doesn't do what he doesn't have the length and the athleticism that Rob has. Um, so just like. There's so many little factors of Rob's game that are so impactful. Grabbing offensive rebounds right over Draymond's head. Like, you know, Draymond <laughs> had him boxed out twice and both like, and, and two times Rob just kind of was like, nah, I'm going to take this now. So, um, too small. Too small. <laughs> yeah. Grant Williams hitting, uh, hitting, uh, Draymond with the too small on the bench. Like, um, you know, Rob's like, I, I think, the impact of a healthy Rob versus a limited Rob is is so significant and really hammers home um, just how crucial Rob was to the Celtics turnaround and just and just how good they were this season. I mean, he is 
he is a huge, huge part of this team, which is um, pretty cool given kind of where he was the past, the previous two seasons before this, where it was all potential. This year, it's all potential realized, which is cool. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you feel good about that um, extension. And I think it also yes, makes it you feel does. good about the, yes. you know, he's he's playing through the pain. And I think, and I, I can't say for sure, but it feels like over the course of this this season, when Rob has been in or out, Ime has made it a point to kind of highlight that it's mental as 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 much as physical or more mental than physical. And I think within that is tinged the come on, Rob, you got to play through some stuff. It and, does feel that way. You know, I feel like now you, you got to be careful with Rob because he relies on his athleticism. And you have to be cognizant of how hard he is on his knees. Uh, just be just by jumping in weird ways and how high he gets, he lands awkwardly sometimes, and that puts pressure on the knees. But I definitely feel like Ime has spent parts of the season saying, like, you gotta you gotta take a step forward, Rob, mentally. Um, and it's even even Rob would say it like during the Milwaukee series, like, how many times are you gonna let these expletives run you over? You know, like that that media day thing that he said, like that's like I think Ime has been really good for Rob to just be like, come on, come on, you gotta you gotta toughen it up. You gotta get some calluses on those hands. You gotta get some, you gotta get out there and and really kind of learn how when things hurt, know the difference. Are you in pain or are you hurt? This is the thing my coach always used to tell me. Does it hurt or are you injured? Like you gotta know the difference, you gotta play through some of the things that hurt. And I thought, I think it was you last night, actually, that had like a really good question to Rob about that, where you said, like, what are you learning about yourself uh, as as this is happening? And, you know, Rob, you know, said, like, um, you know, I'm like, uh, obviously, I had a discussion with myself just trying to be accountable for my team, which I thought yeah. was was kind of an interesting, interesting phrasing as an answer yeah. to that question. Uh, to, to your point about about you kind of pushing him. And, you know, I think that's that's a really interesting thing that like Ime has been able to do this season is it almost feels kind of taboo to tell a guy like, Hey, you need to play through this, right? Like, because th there is such an emphasis and such a justified emphasis on keeping guys healthy and like, you know, thinking about the long-term effects of things and thinking about, you know, thinking, I mean, look, it, it's great. Right. Because it's also like thinking about these guys as humans, right. Where it's like, absolutely like guys, guys play through things. I mean, like, think, you know, you think about like Kevin McHale, right. Who played through that foot and now he's like, you know, hobbling everywhere still, you know, however many years later and Bill Walton, you know, like similar things, right. Where there's, they're these guys who played through a lot of pain and really are paying the price. So you do have to think about those things. But I think that's one of the lines that Ime has walked so impressively this season is, is that line between clearly caring about these guys as people and, and caring about them as somebody who is you know in charge of rotations and in charge of who plays when and all that stuff um, and, and, and in charge of, of how many minutes a lot of these guys are playing um, you know, and, and kind of taking that responsibility, but also being like, Hey, I think you can do a little bit more, try to do a little bit more and see if you can do it. Like that, that has been like really good coaching, like really yeah. impressive stuff. And, and probably, I mean, if we're being completely honest, the area where Brad Stevens just couldn't quite thread that needle, you know, I mean, Brad was so good at so many things, but it feels like that might be the, the biggest area where Ime has, 
um, you know, kind of connected where, where Brad just didn't. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Let's, let's take a second here. Uh, we'll build on that point and talk about Rob's play on the floor in just a second. But let's first take a second to look at betonline.net, which has the Boston Celtics as four-point favorites in uh, game four on Friday night. Four-point favorites, so uh, a little bit more. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites going into game three, so a little, a little bit more betting momentum over at BetOnline, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information, finding all the latest developments and news and odds that includes the NBA Finals, includes the NHL Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup playoffs. I'll get that out. Major League Baseball fights, MMA, UFC, boxing, all there at BetOnline. It's your continued source for sports wagering information, including live betting. You can bet during the games, uh, eSports, and more. So head on over to the website today. You can use your mobile device. You can learn about all the trends in action over at Ben Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. The NBA draft is coming up. You may be interested in what the rest of the league is doing. The Celtics don't have a first-round pick. But hey, who knows? Maybe the Celtics do something surprising on draft night. Either way, check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, which starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Locked on NBA Big Board, uh, draft experts, plus Odyssey insiders all involved. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. Follow now so you don't miss a pick. I know you're making Lockdown Celtics your first listen. Make the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen. Let's bring Tom Westerholm in and continue the point there on the coaching from Ime Udoka. And yeah, for Brad Stevens, I, I think, I think, look, we don't, we don't know a lot of what Brad was like behind closed doors. Um, Brad's MO was always very carefully crafted when he was talking to us. And he's very, he he's very by the book. He's very motivational speaker. He's very like that's, but privately, I think the, um, I think he's you know, a little bit more of a ball buster. Like he's just yeah, a normal yeah. dude. Like he is, you know, I'm not speaking on a term when I say I've had private conversations with Brad and he's just a normal dude, you know, yeah. drop a casual curse word. And like, he's, you don't, you don't become an NBA head coach without being like a normal person, you know? Yeah. So, but Ime, I will say like, I, and I didn't realize this at the beginning when, when this change happened, but Ime relating to the players in this deep a way and realize how important it was to yeah. get them to that next step. And just just getting that level of direct, like, okay, we're not, we're going past like the the Brad Stevens coaching accountability, which Rob said, hey, he held people accountable too, like, don't get it twisted. But also, Emay's like in your face. And the best part uh, was uh, Steve Bullpet tweeted this out. Um, he comes into a timeout during Game Three. I think after a, a Marcus Smart turnover and sits down and says, Will you guys stop playing like assholes? Like that's that is I wish they would leave that on the mic'd up segment. Oh yeah. That's a great, that's a great kind of like, hey, let's go. Let's 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 pick it up here. Um, I think and and even uh Jason at practice, he was asked, so what what is it like playing basically like for a guy who not too high, not too low, like Ime, he's like, not too high. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he cusses us out all the time. <laughs> like it, it's warranted in the games, but like he's basically like, um, email gets pretty high. Pretty yeah. high. <laughs> that was really funny. I mean, it was it was funny too because like the, the question it felt like a, a question about playing for Brad Stevens, right? Like like yeah. that not too high, not too low thing. Um, but I think the, the other the other really good thing about that that um, will you guys stop playing like assholes quote is like it, it, it like it really hammers again the line that coaches have to walk between like um, you, you know like between between getting your guys to to focus and also preventing them from panicking because it says hey guys the reason that we're down isn't because you know the Warriors are are blowing us out. It's because you guys are being assholes. Stop it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's again, it's there's, there's nothing good. like that. There's nothing like that when you're sitting on the bench to be like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All you know, right. it's, it's more, sometimes you just need something like that to snap you back into reality. And it's not, okay, let's focus on this and let's focus on that. And this the typical mic'd up stuff, which is like the last 5% of what these guys say in the huddle. Yeah. But that first bunch of like expletives thrown at you and you're like, okay, yeah. And you're right. It settles them down because it's it's very direct. It's almost funny, but like it's not it, – it's it's just it's just what you need. It's the right yeah. thing. So yeah. you, you get that to Rob, and now Rob is out there defending – um extraordinarily well and we can get into we can get into let's get into some of this steph curry defense um because rob has been a big reason why the celtics employ i think this drop coverage on on curry now my contention and where i've come on the steph curry defense like you let's 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 backtrack you wrote a piece for Boston.com about the drop defense and, and Steph Curry and, and his his you know impact on the game. And look, the Celtics have had to try to figure out how to defend Curry. And I think one of the kind of emerging themes in all of this is the Celtics continue to try this drop coverage and Curry continues to go off. What are the Celtics going to do about that? I think that's one of like the topics that's come out of that game, especially since Curry's third quarter explosion gave them a brief lead. That I think is, is something that's concerning to people. Yeah, exactly. And and I think part of it is the, the fact that I think Horford really seems to struggle with it, right? Like, like Horford just doesn't kind of have the same like quick twitch, like get out and, and contest the shot. I mean, when he does get out and contest the shot, you know, there was one play where he, he got out and it didn't matter. Curry hit the three anyway. And there was another shot where he had obviously the, the three pointer that triggered the seven point play. Like Horford getting out just hasn't really worked out very well. Um, I feel like uh, I saw you, you pump your fist. Like I just walked right into your little trap. Over no, there. no. Um, the seven point play. I want to talk about that. But okay, go ahead. okay. Finish your point. Finish your point. Yeah. And then, but I, I do think that like it's, it, it, it's interesting. I, I think we're yet to see exactly what the Celtics are trying to do with this pursuit around the screen. Cause you see, you do see Marcus smart and especially Derek white really trailing that screen hard and trying to contest the shot from behind. It doesn't seem to be bothering Curry too much unless they actually do manage to force him to drive. And then we saw him turn it over three times. Uh, well, one time out of the pick and roll in the fourth quarter, but regardless um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think, 
I, maybe the answer is just um, Rob instead of Al uh, in, in kind of those, those drop coverages because Rob does do seem to do a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you think is the, uh, what, what's your take here? So my, my take, and I appreciate it, that's the exact perfect setup is that that's exactly what the Celtics want to do. That this is this it's now we're heading into game four. They've played him this way for a majority of the series. They've wow. mixed in some other stuff, the switches and you know, they've, they've mixed it up against him. It's not entirely drop coverage, but it's been mostly drop coverage and people can't really figure out like, why is this happening? You don't, no one plays drop on Steph Curry. What are you nuts? Right. Um, but I think by this point, you, in, instead of people figuring out, like, you got to get away from it. I think, the Celtics are sitting there saying, no, we're going to lean into it. And yeah, you got to bring Horford up just a little bit higher. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Get up higher. Daniel Tice has been played off the floor because he's dropping down to the dots. Yeah. instead of You got to come up and not be afraid because the absolute most dangerous version of the Warriors offense is when the ball is popping and spraying and Curry gets rid of the ball and seems to almost disappear into a sea of bodies. Yeah. And then he shows up somewhere else and you're like, how the hell he's over there now. And he's, he's open four feet behind the line and he's drilling the, the, I think the effect of Curry off the ball giving the ball up and running and the ball just moving all over the place. That being the most dangerous version of the Warriors, the Celtics have said, we don't want to give, we don't want Curry to give the ball up. We sure. actually want a 34 year old Steph Curry with a hobbled clay Thompson with a shell of Draymond green. Who's just nowhere near anything offensively than he used to be. And that wasn't even all that great. With Wiggins, who they just flat out dare to shoot. With Poole, who is young and unsure of the moment. And really no other guys like they used to have yeah. that really, you know, really made you pay. The Celtics are, I think, at this point, it's, it's they're saying, all right, Steph, you do it. You And people will say, you don't want Steph Curry to beat you. And I think the Celtics are sitting there saying, like, no, no, we're trying to get Steph Curry to beat us. And well, we, don't we, don't, we don't think he can. Yeah. We don't think Steph Curry, with this group at his age, with this whole everything considered, we don't think you can do it four times in a series. So we're going to drop. You got to play higher and you got to yeah. chase because you don't want to let him step into open threes. But later in the game, where Rob did play higher and you chased and he went into two. You yeah. live with that. You live with the floaters. You live with the long twos. That's fine because he's not giving it up and he's not relocating and he's not getting those shots and he's not helping other guys get hot. So Clay Thompson, as a result, has been pressing a lot. Jordan Poole has not really he had one good stretch. These guys aren't getting hot off of Curry. So I think the whole game plan has been, yeah, you play drop on coverage. You, you make Steph do it. Four times. Can you do it four times against this defense? We don't think so. Uh, real quick aside, has Andrew Wiggins been the second best warrior in this in this series? He's been I mean, good. Like, he, especially defensively, he's had some real moments. 
He's had some moments, but I mean, yeah. but I that's mean, the point, right? Is that like, right. I mean, Clay had some moments, so he's, but sure. I don't think Wiggins, Wiggins has not had a particularly great series. I mean, no. he's, he's, but, he's but, been, he's been pretty good defensively, but he was also like Jason Tatum was blown by him in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he wasn't exactly stopping anybody in the fourth quarter. So, and that's kind of my point is that like, yeah, like to your point, I mean, Curry, like it's interesting, right? Because it's almost it's almost very similar to the way they defended um, Giannis at times, where it was like, okay, Giannis, you go at Grant Williams, you go at Horford. I don't doubt that you will get some buckets. You might have a couple of huge games. The series might go six or seven games, but um, I, we don't think that like the rest of your team, if we shut all them down, that uh, we know we can shut everybody else down. So. Yeah. You know, like like can can you single handedly beat us four times? And and you know the answer with Giannis was no, and the answer with Jimmy Butler was so close. Yes, yeah, <laughs> a little. Yeah, oh God, um, it, it, it's still it's very funny. As another aside, it's very funny to hear Zach Lowe still just like like both hands on his head, like con concerned yeah. about what would have happened if that tree yeah. went in. Because like I know exactly what he means. Like, it's oh pretty, yeah. Um, but I mean, but yeah, the same thing with Curry and, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I, you know, in, in my piece today, I wrote about how Curry is such a different superstar than anything the Celtics have faced so far. Right. Like where, you know, Giannis was a, like, was just like, like, like just a, a wrecking ball, you know, Steph is all precision and everything like, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler was a force of will Steph Curry is a force of gravity. Like they're, they're very different. Yeah. players but it is i mean it is interesting to just kind of take take that same principle like we don't think like it's the finals we don't think that one guy can win a finals all by himself um and, and try to apply it to steph curry um one of in my opinion the 10 greatest players of all time so yeah i'm right i'm, I'm interested in it that a I, guy, I a, he's a, a guy who's done it i mean yeah. he, you know but I, I think it's about the circumstance it's about yeah. the circumstance that Steph at this point, plus, you know, the injury and not the, not the injury that Al Horford, you know, you know, is being accused of, you know, crap with um, it's, it's that Steph isn't what Steph used to be mm -hmm. entirely. And he's, he spent a, a tough, it's been a, a kind of tough season for him by his standards. Yeah. Um, so which is funny because he has been himself in these finals so far. A little bit, yeah, a little bit yeah. more. I mean, like more so in the last game than I think. Yeah, you know. But right, we'll we'll pick this back up. I got to get to I got to get to Sakara, which is a uh, gonna help you live a healthy, balanced life and truly enjoy it with uh, delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. I can tell you that if you're not eating well, it really has an impact on how you feel. And every beat writer can tell you the impact of not eating well because it's tough to eat well on the road. So I'm looking forward to Sakara, which is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine and is on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. I'm looking forward to these tools that they give you to transform your life through their organic, ready-to-eat uh, meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. It's nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfast, lunch, and dinners made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, helps your digest digestion, uh, curbs your sugar cravings, gets your skin glowing. It's just overall 
good, healthy stuff, and it's delivered right to your door. Sakara's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in from their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation. Their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. Sakara right now is offering you 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash lockdown20, or you can enter the code lockdown20 at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash lockdown20 to get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash lockdown20. So picking up where we left off here, Tom, um, the the way they they are just kind of daring Curry and taking away taking away a, a lot of that passing, we've seen when he gets by and there's the Celtics aren't picking up at the right points, and he gives it up and the the scramble behind it's it's led to easy Draymond Looney uh, Wiggins dunks and and that's that's kind of what they want to avoid is when when Steph breaks free. That's what I think the drop coverage is designed to do. You chase him from behind, you get up high enough where you're able to contest the shot, but also not get burned. And this is where back to your, the original point, is it more Rob? Is it more Al? Um, I think, I think you still go with Al for the overall offense, Mm -hmm. but I think you can mix in. You you just you just got to get Al to be up. You just got to tell him like, dude, live with it. You got to live with it and take your chances. I will say I, I had to mention that seven point play because yesterday I said, you know what, it's not a big deal. The landing spot foul is there. It's there to protect the the shooter and all of that stuff. But I said that without benefit of looking at the play again. I I had. Al did not jump underneath Steph no. Curry. He did not. The intent of the, the that rule is the Zaza Pachulia rule where you slide your foot underneath a guy going straight up and down and have him land on your foot so he sprains an ankle. It's dirty play, and that's something that should be legislated out. So I'm okay with the rule, but the officials, even after review, Calling that a flagrant foul. At first, I was like, okay, and Al Horford was okay with it. I, if the if the big isn't allowed to jump and land, and he did jump a little forward, but Curry jumped like two feet forward and landed diagonally on Horford's foot. That should not be a flagrant foul. That should not be a foul at all. A, a shooter shouldn't be rewarded for jumping that deep into a, a player. I just had to get that off my chest. Any, any thoughts? Uh, I don't entirely agree. Um, I, I, I mean, predictably, I'm going to side with the shooter. I <laughs> like, I, I think I, I really do appreciate what the NBA has done to protect shooters. Um, and, and I thought I, I, you know, watching the replay, see, to me, it looked, it did look like because Al jumped forward a bit, um, I was fine with it. And I think just as a concept, the idea of punish of, of really making guys have to think about where shooters are landing, like putting that little extra like that. It's a, it's a flagrant, like be careful, you know, not to not to like give somebody an ankle issue, you know, um, you know, it just it does protect you that seven point play, which is an insane moment Oops. in the game. 
And then on the next possession, we can see Steph coming off here. Sorry. I was You're good. You're that good. Was, uh, that, I, sh I hate when I open these things up. So I was watching, I was watching the breakdown. I might as well see if can I can share this part of my screen. Let's see here. Okay. Yeah. So for the people watching, so I Steph Curry is for people listening, Steph Curry is halfway between the logo and the three-point line. I apologize, Tom, for interrupting you. No, no, no. You're good. So he jumps up. When when you are I, I'll allow for a little bit of a step forward, but I think Horford lands. I don't know, man. I, I, so I to me, like so to me, if you if you put it, I, I see Steph kind of kicking his legs a little bit, but I, I to me, I think Horford is going to land under him, and Steph is kind of trying to like protect his feet and his ankles. It's to, to me. I just I think that is a flagrant foul. I, I do not have a problem with that being a flagrant foul, because um, Al is definitely jumping forward. Steph is also jumping forward. Uh, I. I, I it's, it's tough, right? It's tough. It, He's and I, jumping forward. He is jumping forward. Both guys are jumping forward, and they both kind of like meet in the middle, and that's where they land. But and, and I, Al, Al, because Al is jumping forward, and his hands make contact with Curry. I think it's clearly a foul. Um, sure. Okay, that's fine. It's a foul. Yeah. But, and then and then the fact actually that that's a high five. That's not a foul. I disagree. He's kind of crashing into him though from the side there. I don't. Yeah, that is. It's a high five up top for sure. Um, but then, but then, yeah. I mean, Horford does land. You know, the thing. The thing. Other thing is for the people not watching. Like, Horford does land significantly beyond the three point line. Like, sure. And 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 Curry is jumping forward from that halfway in between point. So I, I mean, I, I I see. It's debatable. It is debatable. I also see why they wouldn't overturn that. You know, after making that call. Um. But I, you know, like, I think my, my larger point is I don't have any problem with the league protecting shooters. Um, it's those, you're kind of vulnerable when you're up in the air like that. Like, you know, jokes aside about me liking shooters, like you're vulnerable when you're up in the air like that, when you're shooting. And, um, you know, I, I think it's like, it's certainly like the, the thing it definitely wasn't was a dirty play by Horford. And I know we're going to get to that to the, to a different play in a minute, but it, like, it, you know, nothing intentional. I just, I just, I don't have a problem with the league kind of protecting people there. So the voice you may have heard there, it's Gibson Piper from Half Court Hoops. Um, he does a great subscription yes, service. Um, great breakdowns. And uh, I love I love that to help supplement what I'm doing when I'm watching because sometimes I, I don't see everything and it's just good to see somebody knowledgeable. Yep. So uh, shout out. I'll give a shout out to Coach Piper because uh, the Half Court Hoops is a, is a great um, thing to subscribe to if you've got a couple extra bucks. It'll really help you break down uh, the game a little bit. So that's yep. the voice you heard to give him proper credit. That's where I pulled that from. So, all right. So, fine. Back to the back to the original Horford. Um, you just got to step up and yes, accept that. I'll take being burned a little bit versus the stepping into the the open threes. You don't it's want to. It's, it's, it's as simple as math, right? Three points is right. like more dangerous than two. So yeah, just make him make him make a two instead. See if you get some help on the backside. Right, and I think the Celtics can simply adjust by saying, "Okay, when Al is in drop, and we're asking him to be up high, be aware that somebody behind 
can just step on over. And if you get burned, Al, you just peel off to the corner. You yeah. don't have to sit there and try to stay with Steph if someone from the opposite side. So if if Steph is driving from the right side, somebody on the on the opposite side can just say, okay, if Al gets burned, I'm going to step up and Al is just going to book it to the corner yeah. and just pick that guy up and you just rotate. And, yeah. and that's how you will handle Curry getting off. And you don't have to let – you don't have to force uh, Al to tap dance out right. there. We don't want to see that. Um, so with that heading into game uh, four, there is a question of whether Curry is healthy and how he says he's going to play. But um, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Zach Lowe. You know, I listened to him. I, I completely agree. I'll give him credit for saying this first. When you see a guy down there hurt and he's angry hurt. Um, that does not bode well. Yep. You know what I mean? Like when he's down there and he's staying a little, you know, Steph stayed there and he had his like hands up on his uh, forehead and he's like banging his, his like leg on the ground and uh, all like that is not a, um, not something you want to see from anybody. And that signifies like some level of like real kind of pain. Now, also, Steph walked into the arena. There was no – there was a, a practice. It was just more like light shooting for anybody who wanted it, but the teams aren't uh, – teams are mandated to have media days. They can't just say – like during the regular season on a day like this, the Warriors would have said, no practice today, no media availability. But it's the NBA Finals, and the NBA is like, nope, you are having a media availability. Here is exactly who is talking, and that's it. So – so he talked and he said he's going to play. He's going to suit up and he's going to play. But the question is, it, I mean, obviously, Tom, if he's limited at all, then things shift in a significant way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's, driving, every, he's driving everything right now. And, yeah. and he's um, Celtics, you know, like, like we just said, like he's, he's, he's making all his threes. He's on, he's like just completely on fire right now. He's, He's been great. So, yes, the Warriors need him fully healthy and fully operational. Hot take. The Warriors need Steph Curry. Um, so I was on a radio show uh, in Las Vegas before we recorded the podcast, and I was asked by the host, like, so, uh, John, I got to ask you, do you think uh, that play was dirty? I was like, what play? The Al Horford play on Steph? Yeah, like. I can't believe that there's even a discussion that's out there. I feel obligated to bring this up so as to tear it down publicly and to let Celtics fans know that this is actually a discussion that's going on out there. That people are sitting there saying Al Horford diving for the loose ball did something untoward. In th This is unreal that this is even a discussion, but I... I if anybody thinks that this is a dirty play, then I would suggest quite strongly that you don't know a damn thing about basketball. I, I agree. <laughs> like, I, I, it's it's funny because, like, you know, I, I would love to have like a nuanced take on this. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, Horford was diving for the ball, and like, I think it is the finals, so everything is ratcheted up. Everybody is looking to like. I mean. 
for one thing, it's 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 2022, so everybody is looking to have a grievance about something. And if you're sure. a, if you're a sports fan, you want to have a grievance. If, you, if your favorite favorite player gets hurt, if you're a Warriors fan, your favorite player gets hurt, you're upset about it. You want to have a grievance about it. You know, I, I get that, but it's it's just not a fair one. <laughs> like Al no. Horford was not was obviously not trying to hurt him. Al Horford didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't. It's not even an intention thing. Like Horford dove for the ball. Like those those <laughs> those those moments. You know, the guys who you, you hear people talk about, you know, guys who are willing to sacrifice their body, you know, right? Like, like you, you talk about Marcus Smart, like diving for things, or you talk about, you know, Derek White taking charges. It's, it's not just talk, you know, like those right. are, those are mildly risky plays because you don't know what's going to happen. It's not a normal basketball play. Everybody's it, it's, it's a football play. Everybody's, you know, and with no pads and no helmets or anything like Stuff will happen. Stuff could and not will, but stuff could happen. Sure. If you put yourself in harm's way there. And if you do it, you're, you know, making a big time hustle play. Like it, you know, like Steph was on the floor going for the ball. Horford was on the floor going for the ball. Stuff can happen. Um yep. and it, it's it's not an intention thing. I, I actually thought um I think it was I think it was Steve Kerr after the game said it was either Kerr or Curry, one of the two. Um, it was, it was basically saying like, yeah, you know, I haven't seen the play, so I can't really make like an evaluation on it. And it was like, can't you like, yeah. Yeah. really you can't like, I, I get that you're again, I get that everybody wants to have a grievance, but it, it, it wasn't anything like it was just an unfortunate moment. And it's Al Horford. It's Al Horford. Like, you think Al Horford is like going to injure somebody to do this? I'm like, no, no, right. come on, man. Come on, um, man. Everybody, everybody puts themselves at risk, like you said. There's an arm going out. Somebody can land on that arm, and you can get rondoed. You can get a dislocated elbow, and yep. your seat, you know, your finals are over. Um, anything, anything can happen. But it's the finals, and everybody's going to die for the. There's no difference between like Smart dove for it, Draymond Green dove for it, Curry dove for it, Horford dove for it. So how do how do three of those guys not do anything dirty and one guy did just because it just so happened that he happened to land on somebody's leg like that's that's the unfortunate part of being on the floor that they don't wear a red jersey the the quarterback don't touch jersey you go out there the ball's out there ball's loose um what's crazy is that that ball was loose for as long as it was that was a wild play, you know, and that Marcus Smart and that John, didn't even end up being a jump ball. <laughs> didn't even be a jump ball. No, that ball was just loose. Yeah. Um, and I also don't know what the hell Draymond was was barking about. That was an obvious foul on Marcus Smart for his sixth foul. I mean, he hit him with the body and two arms and two like, arms. Nope. that's I don't understand why. That is so like was so controversial, but yet Ooh. people want to sit there and say, "I have yeah. this one because yeah. it's 2022 and everybody wants a grievance." Boom, got it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but hey, that's right. So we'll leave it at that. Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no arguing that point. That's 100 true. That was an obvious foul. One of many obvious fouls. It happened to be the one that was called on on Draymond Green. Draymond is like he's like i got five fouls just like when he's got the tech he knows that he's gonna have to punch somebody in the nose to get the sixth foul and they finally gave it to him on one where it's like you got you got to call one of them so <laughs> um all right we'll see game four man this is such an important game man if they if they win this game like 
they could go back if they lose, go back and win game five in, in Golden State and come back and win in six. Like I, I think that's certainly possible. They, they win on the road all the time now. But I just they have to figure this out. Just figure it out for one game how to play after a win. Mm-hmm. Figure out for one game how to play after a win. I mean, going back now, what I personally want is for them to go and then win game four, go back to San Francisco, probably lose there, come back, win it in front of the home crowd. I think that would be the ideal. I think everybody in Boston would love that. People, not that, not not the Boston Police Department, because they're like, no, <laughs> we don't want all those twenty thousand people pouring onto the garden and climbing the the lamppost. Suggest people please don't set cars on fire. Uh, I should let people know what my car is, and I will not park by the garden so as not to have my car set on fire. You know but, what? I, I disagree with all this. I'm pro-riot. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, just want to see people call me Ted Cruz. Um, so I beard, I, I, I braid my beard and then have my car torched. <laughs> so I'm standing there crying with a bearded, a, a, a braided beard. Tears running my, into the beads on your beard. Yeah. 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 And, and like slowly dripping into the steaming embers of my new car <laughs> burning in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Some men just want to watch Corrales' car burn. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a chant for you. It starts just the way they were chanting for uh, Draymond. <laughs> yep. All right, Tom. Thank you, Tom Westerholm, for your charm and wit and insight. That's, that's, that's what you, it's why you bring me on, man. Anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening and for watching. Uh, next podcast comes after game four from the floor of the garden where it would be nice to have the Celtics up three, one. I still can't believe how close they are to a championship, a championship. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. It still doesn't make sense to me. It may not make sense until the parade, but whatever, I'm still going to be podcasting through it and maybe even podcasting live from a parade. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to go? So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast, free and available everywhere. Watch the show on YouTube. Maybe I'll show up with uh, braids in my beard someday. Never know. So make sure you're watching the show, subscribe, and uh, share the podcast if you're a subscriber. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.